The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Gadigal land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to the show. This is Your Safe Space. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and today I'm spilling the tea on the good, the bad, and the ugly about social media. I tell you about the biggest brand deal I have walked away from, and we get a laugh out of my hate comments. The fun part, I'm joined by my manager and friend, Miss Emily. Let's get into it. Hello, Emily. Welcome to your safe space. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We finally have you on. Finally peer pressured me enough to get in here, (laughs) but it's good. I'm here and I'm excited. I'm so excited. The audience is is excited. They were so keen to get you on this I feel like I have fans. I was like blushing. I was like, oh my God, guys. I'm famous. This is what it feels like. (laughs) Well, you are an integral part of my life and I'm so happy to have you on. And I always talk about you. So I think they're like, let's put a face to the name. Let's learn about her. Let's figure out who Miss Emily is. I always call her Miss Emily. Yeah, I love it. It's so cute. I love it. It's it's cute. I love you. All right. (laughs) I love you too. Are we going to kiss? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I'm so excited for today's show because it is a juicy one. And I've wanted to do this for a little while, but I feel like it's going to be better doing it with you here because we can give two perspectives on it. Obviously, we've changed the format of the show. I know, I've just realised and I've got to think really you've, quick. You've got to, I'll go first so that you can think about what's taking up space because we like to do what's taking up space here where, you know, it could be something mentally taking up space, physically taking up space. And I've got a bit of a dating dilemma that I'm going to get your thoughts on because okay. I'm, I'm curious to know if I'm being unreasonable or if I'm being I'm right. always on your side, so <laughs> you're doing perfect. So this is what's taking up my space, right? I have been dating again. I'm just giving all the dating updates on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm here for. I love dating updates. I know, I know. I'm, I'm really proud of myself for dipping my toes back in. But I got a text from a good friend of mine. He is in a relationship. I'm also very good friends with his girlfriend. And he said, Adele, I'm not too sure what the goal is if you're dating at the moment, but I've got a really good guy for you. I was like, oh my God, I'm at the age where people are playing Cupid. No, you know what? I think that that's important. I think that is... That's how people used to meet before dating apps. I people met old. through introduction or at parties and on the streets. And I think that that is the cutest thing ever. But also tell me about this guy because that goes to show what your friend thinks of you. Right. So he gives he gives me this rap about this guy, like a little, you know, hinge profile. Yeah. In text. And I was like, okay, give me his Instagram. He sends me the guy's Insta. The man has literally four photos. And I was like, okay. Classic. This is... In a way, I'm like, this could be like a green flag because, you know, that's not bad. Like social media is for the girls. No, I'm kidding. Social media is is for everyone. But I was like, you know what? Give me his number. So I I got his number. Okay. I text first. You are taking the lead. Yes, right? I'm proud of myself for doing that too. He replies. The conversation's like flowing for the first day. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. This is going well. I'm waiting for him to ask me on a date because I thought he was keen because... The friend messaged me and I thought he was going to ask me on a date. Anyway, the conversation turns into fucking pen pals. And every day it's kind of like, how's your day going? What did you do today? How's your day going? What did you do today? Not once asked has asked me on a date. Haven't, hasn't asked me on a date. We haven't gone on a date. And I was like, was I meant to be like, let's go and do something? Like, no. thank you. Thank you. No. Okay, that, that's all I needed. <laughs> no, because I think... One, the friend that introduced you surely would have discussed with his mate being like, I'm giving her your number, blah, blah, blah. You already texted first. Also, 
I wouldn't, but I assume you wouldn't want to be with someone that can't ask you out. Thank you. Like I'm, yeah, I feel feminist to the core, <laughs> validated. But I want a man that takes care of me, or a man that can take initiative, or a man that can say, "Hey, let's do yes. this." Mm-hmm. And also, if you invite him out, does that mean you have to pay? Like, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I was just under the impression that like he would be keen and I thought he would have asked me, but it literally, it has been two weeks. Oh, are you still talking? No, I just, I, I didn't reply to the last message. And I just, you know why? Cause the messages were just the same. It's like, what are you doing? What do you, I, I can't like, I, I don't, I don't need to have a yeah. pen pal. And I think once the conversation is very like top line, it's really hard to until you meet and you kind of are able to yes. discuss more about like personal things or opinions on things like if it's just hey how's your day it's like my day is the same as it was yesterday and the same it'll be tomorrow yeah please ask me another question literally I've got a pickle though because it's the girlfriend's birthday soon and he's gonna be there and he's good no you know what this could be the like (laughs) redemption error maybe we'll see this is what you need because then you see him in person and then he's like starstruck by your absolute beauty and he's like oh my god I'm obsessed with her please go out with me literally tonight maybe maybe that's what's gonna happen maybe maybe although I don't want to be too delusional I need a little Delulu. <laughs> All right. Now, what's taking up space in your life, Em? I really put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, what is taking up space? I'm going to go with general work, getting back into things. Like I, we recently went on a work trip that we got back from last week, which just was so much fun. We got to go to Bali with work, which was like sick. Can't complain. But then I got back and I was sick. We didn't really get to do much work while we were over there. So I'm just like trying to catch up on everything. Drowning. But I also like love a work-life balance. So it comes five o'clock and I'm like, laters. But I still have like Good. 30 emails. Actually, no. no yeah. What the fuck? You just lied. <laughs> I did just lie. She's texting me, emailing but me. I just love you. It's different. Slack at like 9 fucking p.m. I'm like, bitch, what are you no, doing? No, actually, that is something. <laughs> you know what? Something that's taking up space is I need to work on my work-life balance. Because go. I will be on dates. I'll be out with friends. I'll be at parties. I'll be at concerts. And I'm like checking my emails. And I'm like, this is an addiction. Why am I addicted to my Gmail? Like this is so Literally. bad. So and I try to, I try to like keep you. Yeah, I try no, to say, great. get off the, get off your emails. You, I don't need to. We don't need to worry it's about so this. So tricky. Not though. urgent. Not <laughs> urgent. But it's so tricky because I'm the type of person. I've got a very bad memory. So if I see a notification, I have to respond then, or mm-hmm. else it is gone in the abyss. Yeah. So just no, trying to I, sort that out. I get that too, but I'm always like, I don't want you to burn out. I don't, I want you to, you know. But I literally would do anything for you. So you can text me at like 1am and I'll be like giggling, <laughs> kicking my feet. Like, oh my God, Adele texted me. No, I try not to, I try to make Emily's life easy. And you don't understand how so much easy. I appreciate that. Like you are an absolute gem. You are the best person to work with. Oh, that makes me so happy. I try really hard. I know, I never want you to be like, oh my God, I don't want to work with Adele. I'm like, I need you. I can't live without her. <laughs> No, it's you are the best. Oh, look at this. This is just like love letters to each other. I will do it again. I'll sit me down for another hour with a mic and I will just confess my love for Adele. All right, let's get into it because people had questions. They want to know. They are very, very curious about pretty much everything about you and how you got into this job. And the first question that they had was, is social media a real job? And yes, guys. Uh, yeah, do you, do you think it's a real job? Yeah. How um, do you define a real job? I think if you are earning income and yeah, I think if you're earning income. If you're earning income, that's a job. If you're earning income, that's a job. If you're paying your taxes, if you're paying your super, that's a job. Then guys, and it's an social exchange. media is a job. Yeah, it's an exchange of like goods or services. And I mean, obviously social media is probably a service, I'm going to say. It's yeah. not really goods, but it's absolutely a job. It's absolutely a job. And I think that people 
are very quick to be like, it's such an easy job and it's not surgery. It is not the hardest job in the world. I was going to say that. It's Disclaimer, not. I'm not coming on here saying, oh my God, <laughs> I have the hardest job ever and it's a really tough life. No, it's different to other jobs and I think sometimes it can get a bit of a bad rap. Yeah, it's not as easy as people think, but also there's easy days, easy weeks, hard days, hard weeks, like mm -hmm. there is with like any job, but it's definitely a real job. People definitely make a living off it. If you didn't have a job, I wouldn't have a job. I was going to say, you're looking at two people here that have jobs because, because of, of social it. media. Like, Correct. But also like my job is to get you jobs. If you don't have jobs, I don't have a job. Yeah, it's like a supply chain. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> who's the boss? Who's the like employee? We're not sure. You're but the it's, boss. it's a partnership. It is. And I guess that leads into like how influencers make money or how content creators make money because there's a few ways, right? Yeah. You've got obviously different platforms you can make different incomes on different platforms. Quick example, YouTube, you can make money through AdSense. TikTok, in Australia, you'll make money through brand deals. We don't have a creator fund. So yeah, I like to say that there's, yeah, the three main ways you make money, which is AdSense from platforms, as you said. So yep. YouTube, Snapchat, for example, you make money on. Oh my God, I've heard Snapchat. Snapchat, you can make yeah. pretty good money on. Facebook, you can make money on. Mm -hmm. TikTok is currently, I think, the only, and Instagram are the only platforms where you don't make money from the platform itself paying their creators. The second way is brand deals, which is I'm sure what people are most familiar with. And that's yeah. probably the most, the most lucrative, but also like YouTube, some American YouTube creators make incredible yeah. money. But I love YouTube. Yeah, brand deals is like the main one that people see. That's yeah. the one that you know it's an ad, I yes, think, is you can the big see difference. It's the ad. So you can see it's an ad and you know that they're being paid to do that. The third way that I would say would be like business ventures. So that's when the creators that you follow start to sell a product or a service themselves or start a business of their own. And that's like the way that creators can make money beyond social media, but they still very much leverage their platform to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And then one more is like any affiliate links or affiliate codes. Yes. You can make a small yeah. income. You can like tie that up with like the brand deals, but you've yeah. got, you know, the Amazon storefronts, you've got the link tree kind of things. Yeah. The, What's um, the, the LTK? LTK. <laughs> There's a lot of brands that work strictly on affiliate. But yeah, I'd say those are like the main ways that you can make money. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to you and your part in this kind of cycle, social media cycle, what does it look like? What's a day in the life look like for you? Like what is your day to – I know this is a rogue question because yeah. it's so different. No, but but give us a high-level overview. I've thought about this a lot. Essentially, in summary, my job is emails. My job is emails and communication. But I was like thinking about this and it's – split up into like three people, three groups that I communicate with. So I like will communicate with the talent. So you guys, whether that is through like emails, text, Slack, each talent likes to be communicated with differently. So I have someone text, someone WhatsApp, someone Facebook Messenger, someone Slack, someone emails. What? Yes. <laughs> I had to like make a separate Facebook account. It's a whole thing. Oh my God. Um, and then the other group of people I communicate with is the clients who that is a lot of negotiating, a lot of back and forth, whether that's quotes or that's deliverables and getting approvals for things or it's putting out fires because like they've hidden something in the contract or one of the talent haven't delivered something they need to. And then the third group is like internal comms. So that's communicating with the rest of my team, whether that's planning and strategy for specific talent or for the year or it's helping out the other teams in the office or catch-ups on what our talent are doing, what our talent should be doing, how we can do better. And so most of my days will basically be emails with a combination of meetings with all these three groups. Yeah. It sounds like you're very busy. I know yes. you're very busy. <laughs> oh, but then actually there's also <laughs> events, which is like kind of fun, kind of exhausting, whether that's like talent lunches or client lunches, meeting with people in person, or there's events, whether that's like the classic influencer event, where sometimes I'll get to like enjoy it as a talent or I'll be like 
liaising and running around and getting people in front of microphones or getting people in spots and that's also like a busy day. Yeah, I love when I can take you as a plus one or we can go together. It's fun, you just like sit in the corner and... Got my little safety, safety M, so I'm not by myself. (laughs) And I guess that's a nice little segue into how we work together because it's actually our one year anniversary. Did you know that? In like three weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. (laughs) So excited. So I joined Amplify in May last year and then Em and I started working together in November and it's just been the best. Love at first sight. No, I literally could not live without you. And I always say this in my content, like I I just can't like you (laughs) you are like my lifeline and I don't know how. I would like stay on top of everything. It's true though, and it's like there's so many moving parts. Mm. And I think that's what it is. A lot of the time, I feel like maybe people might just see my organic content. They might see some ads without maybe seeing like, oh, she's putting out two YouTube videos a week. She's putting out two podcast episodes. She posts yep. three TikToks a day. M's across it all. You M's are <laughs> such a busy person. And I don't think people understand like how much does go into it. You're pretty good at showing the transparency of, oh, like I filmed a brand deal today or yeah. showing that you film these. But for a lot of people, they just see the ad and they're just like, yep, okay, that's an ad, move on. But when you guys see an ad go live, you are looking at potentially one to two months worth of communications back and forth for that one single piece of content to go live. Yeah. On a good day, we can get a campaign done in a week, mm. but a week is like the minimum turnaround time. Yeah, it's usually I was going like to say months that. months of communication. There have been times where I might have, say, filmed a piece of content and then you guys don't even see it on my channel until weeks later. There's the one that I think we're both (laughs) thinking about that was genuinely started discussion in February this year Mm -hmm. and only went live in October. Yes. Because there is so much involved and like the bigger the company and the more legal things involved, the more rounds of approvals it goes through. Like for a standard campaign, like how much do we want to go into this? We can go into it. Because I feel like... I think they would want to know. I think people are curious to know what the campaign process looks like. And it genuinely probably goes through about five people before it gets live. Mm -hmm. And these aren't just five people. These are like five groups of people. Yeah. Divisions of a business or a brand. Like if we start at Adele at the the bottom, that's like the final kind of stage. But then it's me. And then there's usually a communications agency or a creative agency. Then there'll sometimes be another agency and then it's the brand. Then sometimes the brand has legal involved, mm-hmm. which legal ruins everything for everyone, but they've got we to be there. We, we love, love you lawyers. We love you lawyers. We understand, <laughs> but like, please just let us use this pretty color. Like, exactly. They're so specific, but like, <laughs> love you guys. And so it's got to go through this brief, has to go through all of these people. Then the funnels down to Adele. Adele reads it, creates the content, funnels all the way back up. They have to approve it. Usually a round of edits comes all the way back down, makes the edits all the way back up. Probably it's more exactly Reddit's how makes it, it all the way down. Are things getting lost in communication? Yeah. And that does happen. And I think that that's a part of the process. Yeah, for sure. But it's there's so much more that goes into it. Yeah, definitely. And it's humans at the end of the day. So, mm. of course, there are times where it's going to take longer than usual. I do try and read what I need to do, my briefs and my deliverables, and make sure I nail it the first time because I... I'm a perfectionist. But it's so appreciated because I don't. I <laughs> had to confess to some of my talent that I send, sorry, bosses watching this, but I don't really read the briefs before I send them to you guys. Uh, and I don't really watch the content before I submit them because I trust you. Yeah. I know you personally, you know how to read a brief and you know, I know the content is always going to be good. Yes. So I'm not watching it before I send it. There are some creators where I do need to be a bit more like yeah. checking that they've read the brief. 
I'm sending 10, 15 briefs a day across to people or submitting 10, 15 videos. I don't have the time to yeah. and read 20 pages. It's another process. It's a whole thing in itself. <laughs> that's what my day looks like. That's a process where like if I'm saying yes to a brand deal. Mm. But there are... Plenty of times you say no. More times than I say no than I would say yes. And I like to say no for a few reasons. The first one I'm going to say is purely because it doesn't align. And I always try to see if it passes the vibe check. So I'll usually think to myself, would I use this product? Would I buy this product? Have I used it? Have I bought it? Do I actually like it? Have I tried it? Can I back it? Can I put my face to it? Because mm. I think I've built good quality like trust with my community. I never want to jeopardize that. Yeah, absolutely. You're very big on community. And I think that you're very authentic and your audience know that. That if you, for example, I think alcohol's one, right? Like yeah. you're not a big drinker. People we know always that. say no to all the alcohol and brands. Like, I think <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad thing if you said no to an alcohol brand that you actually aligned with. And I know that there was one that we worked with that was more of like a mocktail. And there yes. was one that was like a non-alcoholic beer kind of thing. And I yes, think that which that made more sense. It made more sense. And I think that you could work with like a spritz brand and that would be fine. Because one, there's so many laws around promoting alcohol that you can't be promoting binge drinking anyway. Correct. <laughs> but also people know you enjoy it occasionally. But if you're yes. doing a different alcohol brand every week, people are going to be like, this is... They're going to be like, what's she on about? Is yeah, this bitch for real? <laughs> she doesn't drink. What do you mean? Exactly. And I think for me, it's just like not worth losing that trust. So I always try to be guided by like my own internal values and vibe check first. And then I'll say, if I do really like something and I do really want to do it, the next thing I do is I have a look at what I've already said yes to. I always want to have way more organic content than obviously sponsored or ad content. And I think as a consumer of my content, anyone in my community also don't want to just be watching ad after ad after ad after ad after ad. That goes for, I think, anyone. So sometimes, even if I want to say yes, we'll say no. Yeah, and that's really <laughs> tricky as well because it's something that you really want to do. And sometimes if it's something that's like, you know, your dream brand will try and make it work and shuffle things around. But it's so important to have a majority of organic content. Yeah. And I say this to everyone, like you are very lucky in the sense you post so many TikToks in a week. But <laughs> like if someone's posting four videos a week, they can't be posting any more than one ad a week. Yeah, correct. You don't want any like 25 to 30% of your content being ads is like maximum. Some people are very, they'll say yes to everything. And then you're seeing like 50, 60% of their content being ads. And that's just like not what your audience want to see. And that's how you really ruin your engagement and your relationship with your community. And then I think on that as well, I can also see sometimes how creators might say yes to doing lots of brand deals because you said it at the start, it's lucrative. There's lots of money to money. be made. And I find the worse the brief is, the cringier the brief is, the more money they're throwing at you to do it. Mm -hmm. Like not necessarily for you because you're very like, I, that's not me. And I often <laughs> will just like, I like to bring you everything for you to say no to, but I'll buffer it with a, I know this is a no, but just getting your final sign off that you don't want to do this. Yeah. But You're spot on every time. She'll, she'll, <laughs> every time she nails it, she's like, um, I've got this one. I know you're going to say no, but I just want to double check. I'm like, no, like no, you're good. I trust fine. you. <laughs> The brands paying it and it's their, it's advertising for them. It's, yeah. They obviously see value in it. Otherwise they would not continue to pay these fees. Yeah. I was going to say, I think maybe back in the day, those same brands would have just paid for a radio ad or a exactly. TV ad. Whereas now they're happy to pay a creator or an influencer that. I remember the first time I was offered a five figure brand deal. It was for... I think like six or seven deliverables and it was for a brand that I would never, ever, ever use. And I think if I had said yes to this, people would have been like, what the hell? But I was like, I, 
I have to walk away from like this amount of money because it's just not worth it. Like it's not worth making like a quick buck when longevity, Mm. I would sacrifice that. And it's just really fascinating. So I can definitely see how some people might go down that path and may choose certain campaigns based on the dollar figure. But I think for long game, that's not the way to go. And I think I find a lot of influencers that are starting out say yes to a lot more things and you kind of have to in order to build up your portfolio. So they say yes to things that probably don't align. But I think as at the stage you're at, you have so much more kind of creative control and flexibility to say, I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You've got, you're pretty well established with the brands that you work with and your community know exactly what you are, that even if you did decide to say yes to something that wasn't aligned, like there would be impacts to that. Absolutely. And I think for me, that's why I like love having my YouTube, love having this podcast. Like I don't ever want to put all the eggs in one basket. Yes. Now, I want to talk about the best and worst of social media because there are pros and cons. I think there's pros and cons to every job. We've got our own different best parts and worst parts. So I'll let you go first. Let's start with the bad. What is the worst when it comes to you? What do you find the worst in this industry? There is like so many bad things about this industry. (laughs) I'm like, where do I begin? The list is long. But it really depends. Like there's clients that are really difficult and clients that really don't understand what an influencer is and how to work with them. Something that I've had to say many times is if you want to hire an actor, hire an actor. You've got to give creative control to people. You can't just give them a brief and things that they need to say and expect them to do that. They've got their own audience. They've got their own community who are expecting a certain thing from them that they're not just going to read a script. That's like what I struggle with clients every day. Half my job is being like, please rethink this yeah thank you for <laughs> fighting i see these this is stuff that i don't see that happens right yeah see you're always pretty good like i feel like a lot of your briefs are quite chill it's a lot of like the comedy creators who were like yeah they have a specific style of content they're not going to be doing a chat to camera get ready with me yes if all their content is skits <laughs> yeah but yeah it's a lot of like defending and back and forth but then there's like the talent as well who won't might not be flexible at all and it's like trying to find the middle ground there yeah of being like okay but it is still an ad these brands still do have the legal team saying it needs to hit these things in order to be published so it's a lot of that also I guess like it's not a bad thing but like the money side of things being like oh my god seeing that all the time I'm like oh maybe I could be an influencer but then I'm like actually no I don't want my entire life Uh, to be on display on the the internet my bad things are probably the line blurs between your like Mm. work and personal life like it becomes so that's kind of the same for me as well I guess actually especially yeah personal relationships like I love all of my talent I'm friends with all of them I literally (laughs) want to talk to them all the time but I'm also like I need time also even consuming content becomes work yes I'm like, oh, this person could be good or this is a content idea that like Adele should do. Yeah, you're always thinking when you're yeah. watching content. But it's like you've hard got it to, to a whole other extent with like your literal personal life. Yeah, and I guess that's the line with vloggers. I think vloggers have a very, very blurry line. And I guess I'm not like a comedy creator or a different style of creator. So I don't know their own struggles. I'm sure we've all got our own ones. But that's probably the first one. The second thing I'm going to say is like safety because I've had my address be leaked. I haven't had too many bad experiences in person, but I've definitely had maybe just some people come up to me really excited and just like grabbing me, hugging me, which can also be really full on. But Mm. don't get me wrong, guys. I love when you come and say hi to me. Like I'm not saying don't say hi to me. But yeah, it's just been fascinating to kind of watch that. And then the third thing is the hate comments, the troll comments, which I'm very good now at just kind of letting them go over my head, kind of water off a duck's back. My therapist and I laugh about them. And it's interesting because even for her, she's like, I've not 
experienced this before because she was my therapist before I had this career, right? And so she's kind of just been like to me from day one, don't ever let the negative stuff get to you. Don't let that bring you down. But also don't let the good stuff get to you either because that's how you get like an inflated ego. That's how you get ungrounded. Keep your family close. Keep people close to you close and make sure that like their sense checking you and keeping you grounded. But I've got some hate comments and they're not all hate comments. Some are just fucking mean. And we're going to read them and we're going to laugh about it. (laughs) I feel like you're really excited to do this. I guess people might not realise that there's people behind the screen. Yeah. And I think that people are very quick to comment things that they wouldn't say in person, which we Correct. all know. Like, I think that's something that is so standard, like Internet 101. People are mean because they won't it's say It's easy in to be mean. It's easy. It's easy, it's to, easy to make the fake account. All right. Should we start? Dive right in. These are just from, from recent times, okay? Because sometimes I notice my troll comments change depending on what, what content I'm putting out. The first one, you are satanic. Thanks, babe. That's, that's hot, honestly. You need to get a man in your life before you get too old. Those type of comments have been more popular since I turned 30. Also, babe, do you think she's not trying? I am trying. Complete mental basket case. Any smart man would stay clear from this chaotic woman. I find that so funny because you're like the least chaotic person I know. Like, oh, thank you. You're just like so put together. Like, <laughs> what does someone say? Like, someone sees you what dancing with Franklin, and they're like, "Oh my god, basket case." She's, she's so chaotic. Such a desperate girl. You're so annoying. No wonder you're single. That's what it was. Yeah. Babe, stop being annoying. I know this one. It's hard to watch you. Franklin is the star. <laughs> I kind of, yeah, I kind of Just like get on Google Images and search Dash Hound. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Literally. This one made me laugh. Oh, the red flags. One, fake nails. Two, arm tattoos. Three, your delusional attitude. (laughs) So true, babe. I am delusional. (laughs) Delulu and proud. You're not better than anyone else. I actually think you are better than quite a few people. Oh my God, no. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not. No, just in general, as a person, as a friend. Of course, you're better than other people. Sorry. Oh, I love you. I don't think I'm, I don't ever think I am better than anyone else. And I never put that out in my content anyway. absolutely not. Like your content is so wholesome, but also some people are better than others. (laughs) It's all right. I don't know. This chick seems boring. Surely this guy will get bored quick. I hope your dog dies. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? What kind of fucked up shit is that? I'm laughing. I'm like, come for me. Yeah, I can she, handle the hate. But when you come for Franklin, let's she's, Yeah, let's she's fight. swinging. <laughs> no hate, love. But be careful on those pizzas and Kit Kats. <laughs> no wonder you can't hold a man down. You're so fucking boring. Change it up. No one is going to date you, girl. It would be better if you died. Like, what are they trying to get out of this? I just think, I just think that's, I'm very good now. I've got like my comment filters on. A lot of these don't even see the light of day. Like people could comment it, but it goes behind that filter so they can't see it. But yeah, fuck, grateful that I'm in therapy. You can't be. I've got thick skin, but then it makes me sad. It makes me sad for people that maybe don't have thick skin and might be getting those comments, might ruin their day. So moral of the story, just be fucking nice. Be nice, please, I beg. (laughs) And then obviously we're going to end on a high note. So what are some of the good things, Em? The good things about my job and social media in general is I would genuinely say the people that I meet. I I was going to say that. Yeah, but even I've always been a social media girly, like me on the platform since like nine years old, right? I've always believed that the internet is so good for making friends. Please do it smartly. But there are so many people that I would have never met if not for the internet. 
And then being able to do that as a job, like never would have met you, never would have met half of my friends now. I now know through social media and being able to get to do that for a job is pretty sick. The relationships that I make and the opportunities I get from social media and this job are awesome. Yeah. I get to go to all these like fun events and I get to travel and I get to do all these things and I really can't complain too much about it. You've stolen all my answers. I was going to say the people, <laughs> specifically you. <laughs> I've made so many cool creative friends as well and genuine friendships where it's just nice because people like get what, what you go through and like they understand you have common ground. It's like making friends at any other co-working space or working space like you make work colleagues and you really bond with your work colleagues obviously super grateful for the opportunities super grateful for any campaigns I get to work on super grateful that like I have this as my job I pinch myself every single day there's not a day I think that passes where I don't wake up I'm like wow I'm so grateful that this is my life like I will never take it for granted and then I definitely think the community aspect as well. Your audience and your community are so great as well. Like the I best. Think I feel like I have the best community. I mean, so lovely, so well engaged. And like, not only do they care about you, but they care about each other. Like yes. being in the Facebook group, it is so wholesome seeing the way people interact with each other and the way people are like helping each other. Isn't it beautiful? And it's just beautiful. Like even I was chatting to one of them who was having like relationship issues. She's like, can I DM someone? I'm like, of course you can, babe. And I was just like, it's just so sweet that people are just like willing to help each other out. Yeah, I love it. It's so magical. And it's nice that like they have created that. All right. Now, before we wrap up our main chat, there were quite a few questions about how someone would get started in this type of career. So what would be your advice to somebody who would want to get into either maybe talent management or social media, influencing, content creating? What's your top piece of advice? All right. For those wanting to be influencers and creators, first of all, figure out why, because I think everyone's like, oh yeah, it would be great. But also like, what do you have to offer? Someone, every, everyone has something to offer, yeah. but figure out what you have to offer. What are you doing differently? Is this something you want to do because you like creating content or is it because you want to like have an audience and make money? Very, very different reasons to get into anything. The advice is purely just to make content because I think Start. the more you force to create a community, the worse it's going to go. I think you need to build that community. You need to have something to offer and just create content and see what happens. For this side of it, uh, I have got a Bachelor of Communications majoring in digital and social media and advertising. But you Smart queen. You do not need a degree to do this job. Okay. So many people that I work with, so many of my friends that do this job do not have a degree. It definitely helped me initially get the job because I started working full-time while I was still in uni. Wow. I was initially started working. Wait, at a, sorry, if everyone playing along, how old are you, Em? I am 22. I'm almost An 23. Icon, yes. Almost is, 23. It is your birthday soon. But I have been doing talent management since I was 21. So like I only started doing talent management in January of last year. No way. So it's been what a year and 10 months. I don't believe that. Yeah, crazy. You are so good at this <laughs> job. But I, before that, I was working at a marketing agency. And the way that I kind of made that jump was one through a friend thank you so much but also I really loved what I loved about marketing was being able to look at businesses and look at like what they could do better what they could do more how they could advance their offering and how they could be better and I kind of take that same approach to influencers and kind of your your own little businesses it's like you've got your community you've got your audience what do they want to see how do you keep them happy while creating something that you want to do How do we make this last as long as it can possibly last? And then what do we do? And so that's kind of that, how I jumped from more of a marketing into the talent management space. I've just kind of loved it. And I think that the way that I, the relationships I build with my talent are like probably the main reason I'm still working in this job because I'm like, I don't want to leave you guys. Never leave me. (laughs) But it's like (laughs) being able to kind of see the way that you guys change and the growth that you guys have and what opportunities can come from that. And being able to do that is like awesome. And I think- 
for anyone wanting to get into this. Like a degree would help. I think being able to come into a job and offer something is always yeah. great. But also I was obsessed with social media for so long that yes, I kind of if you're passionate. knew things. Yeah. Starting in lower roles, for some reason, I managed to get a job as a talent manager. I did not work my way. I just got given a job. You manifested it. As a talent manager. No idea how. <laughs> But like, for example, okay. Sorry, I know how because you're you're good at it. Like, it comes very naturally to you. So that's how you got it. Stop. But also, yeah, <laughs> like, there's talent coordinator, talent executive, talent manager, senior talent manager roles. Like, you can so you kind can of work your way in, up. Yeah. You can also go in on the campaign side. So managing these campaigns or working for brands, they have like influencer managers. There's mm-hmm. just so many roles. LinkedIn is the place to look for anyone wanting to look for jobs. There we go. Maybe a career change. Could Maybe be. a career change for you guys. Yeah, for our listeners. Yeah, I also think it's not as what everyone always thinks it is. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's just fun parties and you get to, like, hang out with influencers. There's a lot more to the job. It's yeah, not of course. that easy and it's not for everyone. Like, I tell people, I'm like, my job is just emails. Anyone could do it. But it takes a certain type of person. I think it's you've got to be very social. You've got to be very good with communication and being able to change your ways of communication with every single person you mm-hmm. talk to. Be flexible. Like I think Adaptable. You, yes. If you spoke to all of the 10 talent that I manage, they would all have a different relationship with me. I, I think, love you the most. <laughs> oh Sorry stop. to any other talent listening. This is a challenge for my birthday, guys. Uh, whoever I've, loves me the most gets me the best present. I've already won. Anyway. <laughs> I, I sent a calendar invite to all my talent. I feel like it's my birthday. <laughs> Don't forget it. We love our calendar invites. Oh, all right, Em. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank we, you so much for having me. I loved it. You have to come back. You might be on our next episode too. But now we are going to jump into our wrap up or our PS, our postscript, which is our little recommendation before we wrap the show. I don't know if you've thought of your recommendation. I have. I've you thought have? of this one. Yeah. Okay, I've I've got mine too. Who should go first? I think you go first. Okay. Okay, guys. You need to watch Beckham on Netflix. It's a must. You have been talking about this. I binge watched all four episodes in one night on Sunday night. I could not pull myself away from the TV. Okay, look, I'm not a football fan. I wouldn't say that I'm a football girly. No, but growing up, I always knew like Posh and Bex. I was obsessed with the Spice Girls. So I think that's where my inkling to want to watch it came from. But it is a beautiful docuseries about obviously David Beckham, Victoria Beckham, their story, him being an elite level athlete, how they met. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's very interesting in the sense that he literally like manifested Victoria as his wife. Fucking wild. And I'm all for that. Like, oh my God, he manifested her. And it also shines a light on what kind of scrutiny and what kind of pressure can be placed on someone at that elite level, which I'm always so fascinated by whenever anyone can get to that level, whether it's in sport, whether it's in their career, whatever it is, I'm always just like, wow, it takes a certain mindset. And yeah, I have nothing but good things to say out of it. 10 out of 10, go and watch it. Is it just four episodes or is that all that's come out? Well, it just, it's just four, but I hope that there's more. I don't know if there's more. I was going to cry when it ended. I was like, I need to watch I'm more. I'm not done with this. And he's just like so humble. He was just like a normal, he was just a normal kid. Very interesting themes there with parenting. Very interesting yeah. themes there with, yeah, oh, I just, I just loved it. Yeah. I remember I used to crush really hard on the son. Brooklyn, I think it was. Yeah. They were just cute. Yeah. All his kids are beautiful. Can't He's beautiful too. Like, even, no, even, even young David Beckham. Oh my God. Handsome. All right. <laughs> well. What's yours? Very different. Um, <laughs> I don't know if people remember the Uniqlo bag. 
We love the Uniqlo My bag. My recommendation is get the goddamn Uniqlo bag. Do I, you have the Uniqlo bag here? No, because <gasps> my second recommendation is the Bagu bag. So Did you? She's cheated on Uniqlo. I've cheated on Uniqlo, but first of all, Uniqlo bag, crossbody shoulder bag. You can change it if you want it across your body or on your shoulder. You can fit so much in there. You can fit water bottles. You can fit umbrellas, but it's still small enough that it's like an everyday bag. Correct. It's great for travel, which we've been through. If I didn't, if M didn't tell me to get it for Europe, I wouldn't have, t- I wouldn't have got it. So I was influenced by, by you. <laughs> I have it in seven colours. I'd maybe eight now. Oh my God. Do I need, no, some of them still have the tag she on She needs it, rehab for the Uniqlo bag. <laughs> but I recently bought a Bagu bag. I need to search Bagu. So Bagu is like this big US brand okay. that they don't really sell here, but I got mine from. B-A-G-G-U. B-A-G-G-U. I'm doing a live Google. Oh, oh, so ASOS? They, ASOS may sell some, but I got mine okay. from Simple Beautiful Life, I think it was called. Okay, oh. actually, let me check before I. Yeah, well, they've got their own website too. Simple, beautiful things. I got okay. my baggy bag from, and I got the baggy nylon shoulder bag. And this thing is fantastic. It fits my laptop, so it's like my new work bag. But it's not too big, and it's like a oh, shoulder like bag, that. and it's just a little slouchy. So it's like kind of nice, but you can fit so much in it. Like I fit my laptop, a book, my liter Frank Green, all this stuff. Everything. Your Everything. whole life. My whole life is in this bag. So I just think my recommendation to you. Is buy a couple nice bags. Buy yeah, and like I'm not even meaning nice and like coach. I mean practical bags. Yeah, bags that everyday bags. Everyday bags that you can use and enjoy them. And I'm gonna put cute little trinkets on my baggy bag, and I'm gonna put some bows, and I'm gonna put some pins, and I'm gonna make it so cute and quirky and me. And that's gonna be fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to see it. You'll have to when you're finished designing it, put a picture in the Facebook group for everyone Everyone to see. But like the baggy bags aren't cheap, guys. So like, how much is the baggy bag going for? 110. For an everyday bag. Girl math. Girl cost math. per wear. Like if that's going to be my free. everyday work bag. It's free. I work five days a week for however many weeks of my life. It'll be fine. It's free. Fine. Girl math says it's fine. <laughs> Girl math says it's free. <laughs> but that's my recommendation. Thank you so much. Very different to mine. Very different. Love us. Love, I love us. We've got a good versatility. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. And thank you for taking time out of your busy day. And I'm looking at my inbox. And your emails and I'm to like, do this. All your other talent is like, where is Miss Emily? She's with me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. If you are not, please follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple. Join the Facebook group. It is your safe space podcast community. Follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. And while you're listening, take a little photo and put it on your Instagram stories because word of mouth is the best way to help this podcast. Like I can't tell you how much that helps us. And if you can just tell someone or tell your friends or your following list that you love us, that would go a long way. And we love you too. Thank you so much, guys. It was so fun. Yes. Can't wait for you to come back. All right. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your Safe Space is part of the Amplify Podcast Network. 